I have the honor to close out the pop-up series, and tonight we're going to be talking about, you know what, I need a volunteer. Oh, now read it real loud. Conflict. Thank you so much. We are going to be talking about conflict. Now, when I think about conflict, I think about one thing. I think about my family. All right, can we get that picture up there? This, this isn't even all of my family. This is like my aunts, my cousins, my brothers and sisters. But um, when I think about conflict, most of the people that I have conflict with is my family because my family is so big and I'm always around them, and I was around them growing up. And so most of my stories about conflict are with my family, but mostly they're with one person. And that's my twin brother, all right? I've talked about him multiple times. I've, I've told you guys multiple stories. I got another one for you tonight, all right? So me and my brother, all right, we always play video games together, right? Who can relate? You play video games with your siblings. Well, this one particular day, we were taking turns, so I would play first, and then whenever I lost or died in the game or whatever, I would give him the controller, and, you know, we have this understanding. So he gets his turn, and he dies within seconds. And he's like, oh, I'm playing again. I was like, I- I'm the calm one, all right? He's the crazy one. So I'm like, it's my turn. He's like, no, I'm playing again. I was like, it's my turn. He's like, I'm playing again. So I was like, okay. Got up, walked over to the outlet. I was like, yoink. (laughs) Took everything out. And then we just had this moment of just looking at each other like, and his face, his face was like this. And I, I knew he was about to go off. And he was famous for these little uh, flare-ups, okay? He would, he would say this catchphrase right before he went off. I don't know why he said it, but he would say, you see. I guess he was saying, like, look what you've done or whatever. I don't know. We were younger, so our grammar wasn't too good. But so we have this moment where I unplug it, and then I look back up at him, and he's like, you see? And I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. So he takes the cord, and he just, whoa, 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 like hitting me with it. And he's bigger than me now, but back then, I was bigger than him, all right? I was this height when I was like 12 years old, then I stopped growing, so. But <laughs> I was bigger than him. So he's hitting me with these cords, and we start like wrestling. Uh, we fall into another room where my grandpa is, right? And at this point, he's bedridden, so he can't really get out of bed and do anything. So he's just yelling, like, what are you guys doing? Stop, stop, stop. And he, my brother's just going off on me, right? So I'm bigger than him at this point. So I grab him, boom, slam him on the ground, hold both his arms down. So he's like this. And then I put a knee in his chest so he can't move, right? So he still thinks he can move, but he's like... <laughs> But he's not moving anywhere. So he finally realizes, okay, I'm not getting out of this. So he stops, looks at me, and he goes, spits right in my face. So we have another moment where I'm like, 
And I'm just looking at him like, I'm about to kill this guy. <laughs> like, he's, he's not going anywhere, right? I have him pinned down, knee in his chest, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to do the right thing. So I get up calmly. Remember, I'm a calm one, all right? I get up calmly. I go upstairs. I go to my mom's room. Guess what Jeff did? He spit in my face. And she just looks at me like, she didn't say anything. And I was like, you're not going to do nothing? And she just like, just get out of here. I was like, oh, heck no. I could have destroyed this dude. He spit in my face. I did the right thing, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't your parent, any my parents in the room, wouldn't you want your child to be like, don't respond. Come to me and tell me, right? All right? I did the right thing. And nothing happened to him. And to this day, I still tell my brother about the day he spit in my face, and I still tell my mom about the time I did the right thing, and she didn't punish him. But all that to say, sometimes when you have a conflict, even if you handle it the right way, sometimes you still don't get a good result. So this brings me to the question that I feel like anyone with siblings has asked before, but we're going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about it through the point of my family, but we're talking about conflict. But the question is, do I have to get along with everyone? Now, forgive me if my voice sounds a little nasally or I don't know. Does my voice sound deep, deeper? Yes? Okay. I'm going to drink some water, so just bear with me. But do I have to get along with everyone? Now, for me, this was mostly with my family, right? I have seven siblings, Okay. We all have different personalities. I was the cool-headed one, all right? Cool heads always prevailed when it came to me. Other siblings were a little more crazier, you know? Maybe I tried to, <laughs> I didn't tell this in uh, middle school, but my <laughs> I got my older sister, Wanda, so mad that she, like, yoked me up. Like, she picked me up on my shirt and, like, ripped the whole, like, <laughs> it was just funny. But I, anyway, that was just a sidebar. But when it comes to conflict, um, especially dealing with family, you can't really escape it, right? Because this is your family, you're around them all the time, at least when you're younger. But um, this reminds me of a story in the Bible about another set of twins, Jacob and Esau. Now I'm going to gloss over the the story of, of Jacob and Esau. It says that Jacob was his mom's favorite, and Esau was his dad's favorite. So whenever you ask your parents if they have any favorites, they might have favorites, all right? They were favorites in the Bible, okay? Just saying. And I'm probably the favorite of my family. Just saying. But so Esau was the firstborn, so he has the birthright. And Jacob tricks Esau into getting that birthright, which a birthright is pretty much um, the eldest son, uh, he assumes the authority of the father, and he you know, kind of takes over the family. So Esau gets mad, and he says he's going to kill Jacob. You know, kind of like me. I wanted to kill my brother. But Jacob runs away. 20-plus years go by. Jacob gets married. He has a family. He finally comes back, and he sees his brother, and he expects him to be, like, still super mad. But it says that Esau ran to him and hugged him. 
And I say all that to say, even if you're in a conflict, it's probably not as bad as you think it is. Like even my brother spitting in my face, probably like hours later, we were back playing video games together. Like, it's not like I held this grudge. I mean, I still bring it up to him, but <laughs> it's not a grudge. It's like a funny thing. Like, uh, you spit in my face that time. <laughs> it's not like, you spit in my face. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when it comes to conflict, I think a good verse to answer that question, do I have to get along with everyone, or a good passage is Romans 12, verses 16 through 21. So we're going to kind of break each verse down. So verse 16 says, get along with each other. So I guess we have our answer right there. Uh, I'm going to pray out. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Verse 17 says, don't hit back. I could have destroyed my brother. Right? I'll tell you right now. could have ended his life with these hands. Right, <laughs> but I did not <laughs> hit back. And I like the second part where it says, "Discover beauty in everyone." Just getting to know people and getting to understand them. Verse eighteen says, "If you've got it in you, get along with everybody." So I look at that verse and I think it. I think it means, if you're capable of getting along, do it. You know, if someone hasn't done like this terrible, horrible thing to you, you know, and you interact with them every day, then do your best to get along with the people that you're around, with your community, with your family. The next verse says, don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, God says. I'll take care of it. I think some of us have conflicts happen in our lives, and we just hold on to it. And we're like, oh, one day I'm going to get you back. And we remember that. And every time we see that person, we think of that one thing, and we're like, someday I'm going to get you back. But it says here not to get even, that that's for God to handle. And I'd like to think that God got my brother back for spitting in my face. <laughs> so 20 says our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry go buy that person lunch or if he's thirsty get him a drink your generosity will surprise him with goodness I look at this verse and I think we got to be nice to people especially the ones that are mean to us especially the ones that are mean to us you know everyone can be nice to someone who's nice to them but it takes a lot to be nice to someone who's mean to you. And verse 21 says, don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. And so I think this one combines the previous two verses about not getting even and doing good. It's about forgiveness and still doing good to those people who maybe hurt you or were mean to you. So like I said before, I grew up with this huge family, all right? Uh, 
I, I think at one point I was meeting like cousins that I never knew I had like every month. Um, but I have this big family and one of the conflicts that I had at least later on when I was older was with my parents. Um, now before I get into that story, I wanna talk about growing up. Now me and my siblings are seven of us, all right? So we could have took over the house, all right? Well, we outnumber them, okay? We could have just run that house all we wanted. <laughs> Probably not. But we honored our parents. We listened to our parents. We obeyed our parents. And the first commandment with a promise is to honor your father and mother. In Ephesians 6, it says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on this earth. So if anything, just obey them so you have a long life. But you should really obey them because they're your parents, and they want what's good for you, even if you disagree. And I really want to stress that tonight. You know, a lot of times we can, especially at the high school age, you know, we get that mindset of, oh, my parents don't know nothing. I'm going to do, I know what's right. I know what's best. And I just want to encourage you guys to still honor your parents. Go to them for advice because they do want what's best for you. And so later on, I, I did my best to do this um, when I was your age and college age as well. And I got to, I graduated from college with a bachelor's degree and I was kind of figure, trying to figure out my next step. And so it was either seminary school or graduate school. And so I ended up visiting this place called Atlanta Leadership College. And I was like, you know what, I wanna go here. But it was, it was different, all right, like it says, doing college differently. So it wasn't the traditional type of college and my parents are super traditional, all right? So I was like, my first year, I was like, you know what, I really don't wanna go, but I feel like God wants me to go, so I went. My second year, my parents were like, okay, we thought this is a one-year thing. I was like, uh, I still want to go. They're like, okay, fine, you can do two years. Third year, they're like, okay, what are you doing? And so I had to get, like, my senior pastor at the time to come and talk to them, and they eventually came around with it, and they're like, okay, fine. Fourth year, they're like, we're done. If you go, like, we don't support you. Like, I need you to know right now, 100%, we do not support this decision. And so... I remember sitting down with my mom and having like full, my mom and my dad having full like one hour conversations and just listening to them. And not one time did I interrupt them, not one time did I say, you don't know what you're talking about. I waited for them to talk. I said, I understand. And I said, but this is my decision. I feel like this is where God is calling me to go. I have fasted about this. I've prayed about this. I've sought counsel for this. And I feel like this is what God has for me. And they were still kind of like, okay, well, I don't know what God you're praying to, 
but we don't think you're supposed to go. So I was like, okay, so we're at this crossroads. So it gets time for me to go to the college, and I was, I was set. I was like, I'm going. So I went, and I remember being there for the first week, and my dad, every time I call him, he'll either call me back as soon as he can or he'll answer. And I remember calling him, and he wouldn't pick up. And I was like, that's when it, like, hit me, like, oh, dang. Like, they were, like, really serious. Like, they, don't, they really didn't want me to come. And even throughout that whole ordeal, I continued to call him. I continued to call my mom and talk to them because I was like, you know what? Even though we disagree, I'm still going to honor you. I'm still going to respect you. I'm still going to hear you out. And through all of that, because I honored them, because I sought them out, because I kept talking to them, this November, last month, they, they were here with me as I was ordained. And it all came full circle. But that's because I honored them. At your age, when I thought I knew everything, and I said, my mom would tell me things, my dad would tell me things, and I'd be like, okay, whatever. I still honored them. And because of that, when I became an adult, and I, and I was making a decision that they didn't agree with, it all worked out. So going back to our question from the beginning, do we have to get along with everyone? It's a tough question. I think the answer is we have to do our part. We have to do our part. So what do we do when conflict, conflict pops up? First thing is respond, don't react. Respond and don't react. What does this mean? This means, going back to the spit illustration, all right, this means if I reacted when he spit in my face, then I would have just started punching him. But responding is stopping, thinking like, what am I about to do right now? What am I about to say right now? that maybe I'll regret later. And that's the difference between responding and reacting. The second thing is to leave the situation. Leave the situation. If it's possible, just remove yourself. You don't have to stand there and argue. For guys, probably, your guys are probably more apt to get into like a physical fight. But Think about that. If you're talking to someone and someone's talking trash and you're talking back, if you leave, then the whole situation's done, right? So if it's possible, leave the situation. The last thing is to check your heart. Check your heart. Do you only want to get this person told is that the only reason why you're in this conflict with them? Is that the only reason why you confronted them? Or do you want to see them be better? See, I have a confession to make, right? When I told on my brother, I told on him because in my head I was like, I know he's about to get whooped for spitting in my face. So you know what? 
I'm not going to do anything because I'll get in trouble. I was like, I'm going to tell my mom, and she's going to whoop him, and then, boom. I didn't have the right motivation. I did the right thing, but the, my heart wasn't right. My heart wasn't to be like, hey, man, you shouldn't be spitting in people's faces. It was, oh, I'm about to tell my mom. He's going to get a whooping, and then I'll be double good because I didn't do anything, and he still got, and I still got payback. But my heart was in the wrong place. So two quick lessons from uh, two of the stories. From Jacob and Esau, we learned that some conflicts probably aren't as big as we think they are. And from my story with my twin brother, sometimes just because you do everything right in a conflict, it doesn't mean that it'll always work out for you.